And this is a Blinky Nicky Gutsy. shit we do like a podcast about well it's in the name in this episode we'll be discussing the x-men professor x and his gang of misfit superheroes have been a part of the pop culture consciousness in the form of comic books dating back to the early 60s action figures and multiple tv series both animated and not after a successful round of films in the early 2000s and a spin-off starring hugh jackman's wolverine 20th century fox decided to keep the party going with prequel films for the most part, the film starred James McAvoy as Professor Xavier, Michael Fassbender as Eric Lynsher, Jennifer Lawrence as Raven, and Nicholas Holt as Beast. In X-Men First Class, we meet Xavier and Eric as young men in the 1960s. Xavier has grown up with a life of privilege, earning a doctorate as a professor of genetics. Meanwhile, Eric has a um, vengeance on the brain uh, after surviving a nightmarish childhood in Auschwitz. He is dedicated to bringing down Nazi officer Klaus Schmidt, played by Kevin Bacon, who murdered his mother. The two men are brought together when Schmidt, now known as Shaw, catches the attention of the CIA, who then brings Xavier for his knowledge on genetic mutation. The threat of superpowered individuals causes the government to fund them as a team, and Xavier, Eric, and Raven begin gathering other mutants to stop Shaw from trying to bring about nuclear war- World War Three, and to stop mutant world domination. However, there are glimpses of the ideological differences, and after the team shows a massive display of power, the government gets scared and tries to kill them by sending missiles directly at them. Eric decides that the act of aggression should be reflected back, and Xavier does not. While trying to stop him, Xavier is accidentally paralyzed when Eric redirects bullets that were shot at him. He rushes to help his friend, letting the missiles fall harmlessly into the ocean, but it's too late, and the two friends end up parting ways due to the differing opinions on mutant-human relationships. Raven follows Eric. In days of futures past, we get dystopia. In the present day, mutants are being killed by sentinels, which are a type of robot that is programmed to hunt mutants down. A group of X-Men sacrifice themselves to make sure that the consciousness of one of them, Bishop, is sent back a couple of days earlier to warn the group so that they can get away successfully. It works, and Elder Xavier, Eric, aka Magneto, Storm, and Wolverine retreat to a remote Chinese temple. Xavier then explains that Raven was captured and experimented on in the 70s, and her DNA is what makes the Sentinel so successful. He plans to go back in time and stop it from happening. However, he doesn't think he would survive going back so many decades. Wolverine steps it up and goes in his place, because you know, he can do whatever. Wolverine wakes up in his own body in the 70s. Like, his future consciousness is in his past body, I believe. And makes his way to Xavier's school, where he finds a younger alcoholic Professor X and a closed school. Most of the students and staff have been drafted into Vietnam War, and Eric is in jail jail for assassinating JFK. After some convincing, Xavier joins Wolverine in the hopes of reconnecting with Raven. They break out Eric who joins the search with the hope of killing Raven to prevent the Sentinels. 
because he chooses violence every time. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> Raven has been following Sentinel designer Bolivar Trask after finding out that he has been experimenting on mutants. She decides to take him out because she learned from the best, but her plans are foiled by Magneto's attempt to kill her and Xavier, Wolverine, and Beast stopping him. I read that real weird. Okay. <laughs> she gets away, but mutants are exposed, and Trask uses the knowledge to convince President Nixon to initiate the Sentinel program. Child, she <laughs> creates the problem that they went back to solve. Man, these little times. Okay, we're going to get into it. Anyway, <laughs> Eric is absolutely not having that. He hijacks control of the Sentinels, barricades the White House using a stadium, and attempts to kill Nixon. Nixon, Trask, and a disguised raven head for the presidential bunker. She then jumps out in front of Nixon and Trask, letting them run to freedom and stunning Magneto. Xavier convinces her to let Trask go because now there's proof of mutants saving the president. Bless his heart. The program is decommissioned and erases the sentinels of the future. Bless his heart. <laughs> in Apocalypse, the story begins in uh, 3600 BC. A powerful ancient mutant named Enzabah-Nur uh, rules over Egypt and after a ceremony in which he transfers his consciousness into a new body, he and his followers are ambushed and locked into a tomb. And then we hop forward to the 80s and Xavier's Institute is popping off. Some of our faves like Jean Grey and Scott, aka Cyclops, are just teens trying to figure out the whole mutant thing. And in Egypt... Um, Insabat-Nur is waking up by some of his followers, and then after befriending a young storm he lear and learning about the state of the world, he decides it's so ghetto that he needs to take over. He begins recruiting other impressionable mutants and enhancing their powers. Um, at this time, Eric has the most dramatic change of everybody. Um... He's living a quiet life in Poland with his wife and young daughter. That is until in Savannah's juice boost starts causing worldwide disturbances. And being a noble guy, Eric ends up saving a co-worker and exposing his powers during an earthquake. Of course, this leads the militia to him and his family. They capture his daughter as a way to force him to turn himself in. And in distress, his daughter shows off a mutant ability. Um, chaos ensues, and both his wife and daughter are shot and killed. Eric then murders everyone in his grief, and N. Sabadnur uses Eric's grief to bring him to his side. Xavier reaches out to Eric, but then it is then hijacked by the Ancient One, who forces him to make the global powers um, launch all of their nukes into space, and leaving them unable to interfere with his plans. Um, he and his four horsemen then kidnap Xavier, taking him from the mansion with plans to transfer his consciousness into Xavier, thus gaining his power. Xavier sends out a telepathic distress signal to the young mutants, who then travel to Cairo to rescue him. Eric and St Storm um, turn on Insabanur and with Cyclops' help, physically fight him, while Xavier fights him telepathically. Xavier begs Jean to assist using her full power, and she ends up incinerating him. Back home, Xavier once again extends a teaching job to Eric, which he declines, and the young mutants begin their training as X-Men recruits. In the final film, Dark Phoenix, 
we learn we lean heavy into Jean Grey's backstory. It's the 90s now, and during the first mission of the Endeavor space shuttle, the shuttle is critically damaged by a solar flare, and the president calls Xavier and the gang to help save the astronauts. In the process, Jean is hit by the energy and luckily survives by absorbing it. The energy has a side effect of amplifying Jean's powers and making them uncontrollable. She begins to see visions of her father, whom she thought was deceased. Xavier admits that he had put up some mental blocks in her mind to help suppress her memory of the car crash in her childhood that killed her mother and hurt her father. Feeling hurt by this and seeing visions of her father, Jean decides to go back to her hometown to see him. He is very upset and blames her. The memory of her causing the accident comes flooding back and upsets Jean even more. The X-Men arrive on the scene and Xavier mentally freezes everyone so that Raven can convince her to come home. Unable to control her emotions, Jean's powers explode, killing Raven. She then runs to Genosha, Genosha? a mutant refugee island run by Eric, because he's out here like this. Eric initially agrees to help her control her rage, but the U.S. military comes to the island in search of Jean and she loses control of her powers once again. Eric banishes her from the island and she goes on a run. Jean is then found by Buck. <laughs> Go with it. The leader of a shape-shifting alien race that tells her that the force that she absorbed in space originally became so powerful that it completely wiped out their home planet and that they would teach Jean how to use the power sacreds. Eric, still pissed about the loss of his safe haven, arrives with his group of mutants to kill Jean. Xavier and the homies show up to stop him. He communicates with Jean telepathically with Jean and has her read his mind so she can regain some of her memories. Jean feels bad and allows Buck to begin separating the Phoenix Force from her. However, the jig is up. Xavier realizes that the process can kill Jean and that Buck is all too happy to do so and keep the Phoenix Force powers for herself. The U.S. government shows up and does what it does best. They capture both factions of mutants, only to be treated like the buffoons they are. Vuck, who escaped in the shuffle, shows up again to break out her gang and get Jean from the transport. Xavier convinces everyone that Jean is not too far gone and they fight for her. Xavier apologizes to Jean and she forgives him. She pops open the can of whoop ass on everybody. <laughs> Vuck tries to steal the Phoenix Force again, but Jean flies them both to outer space and unleashes all her power, blowing them both up. Later, the school is renamed the Jean Grey School for Gifted Youngsters. Xavier retires and has a meet cute in Paris with Eric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. That was a summary. That's yeah. not, we, there are many details. L- left. Lots of details. <laughs> left out. But we'll talk about some of them in the discussion. But, uh, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. So, like, I know that was a lot, but stick with us. The Rotten Tomato scores for the films are... Um, X-Men First Class has an 86 fresh from the critics and 87 audience. Um, Days of Futures Past has a 90 and fresh from critics and 90 from the audience. Um, X-Men Apocalypse has a 46 from critics and 65 for audience. And Dark Phoenix has a 22 from critics and a 64 from the audience. Wow. <laughs> like, I... I... This is one of the times where I am very much aligned with the critics' oh. uh, scores. Um, okay, I think that I think that uh, I mean I would say I'm close. Like 
we we talked about this a little bit before. Apocalypse is one of those films that like I can tear apart top to bottom. <laughs> so many problems. But I actually do not it doesn't bother me to watch. There are bad movies that I cannot watch. So I'm like, I can't do this. Like I just can't do this. Yeah. That is not one of them. That is a movie that I can understand, like on a technical level, on a story level, on a whatever level, where they made mistakes, but it doesn't impair my ability to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So I think it is technically like a 46% makes sense to me. Yeah. But <laughs> like, so again, I'm, I'm pretty aligned with all of the scores. I think like dark Phoenix getting the 22 critics is like, and I am a lover of that. Like I ain't like <laughs> my, I, I came into that with apocalypse having been the previous film. Right. Yeah. And I had already been like, y'all definitely did not do what needs to be done with this, but I'm here. I'm already been here this whole time, so I'm with it. <laughs> so I came in with the expectations on the floor, and for it to still be a mess, same in the way that it was. I normally am closer to the audience. On this one, I am closer to the critics. To yeah. where when you put it that way, so many. I, I, yeah, I'm with the critics too, especially about Dark Phoenix because that one I haven't even rewatched since the first time I saw it. So I. Yeah. Dark Phoenix, I was like, I'm once it's plenty. Like I watched clips, and the clips are always funny because they're out of context. Yeah, so it's just humorous. Mm. Like it's a, at this point we're spoiling it, obviously. But like it's when I just I say when Gene Crit walks him up like <laughs> that shit be having me on the floor. Yeah, like it is so funny to me. Absolutely did outside of the context, which is so messed up. And like I know it's like yeah, it's terrible. This is not like it. Like it's horrible. <laughs> But the visual of it, especially when it's detached from the film itself, when like somebody pairs it with like a song, is always hilarious. And I'm so sorry. I really, and I'm gonna take that up with you know my deity, and we gonna talk about that and discuss that because <laughs> you know like the gays, the Broly gays may not open for you for your homie because you're expecting just, a fool. Is this you at the Broly gates? <laughs> like I'm at <laughs> they might have somebody have to you know peek through like I don't know about you fam and I'm like you know what that's fair <laughs> because I do get a good hearty chuckle out of this very problematic <laughs> situation that is occurring in this fictional moment um yeah yeah so yeah I'm I'm pretty aligned with the critics in a rare uh <laughs> kind of situation but I also think that uh the films it, there's like a the first two are just I think you know what it is? I think the first two are, especially the first one, but the first two are far enough detached uh, from the stories that we've seen, had seen up until that point in the film. Oh yeah, the previous. And then trilogy. we get to where we're starting to line up with the, like we've seen the Dark Phoenix arc already, right? Like we saw yeah. Elder Jean Grey uh, not Elder as in, but like the older version of that character. Mm-hmm. Um, do we already saw that in X three, which uh, people hate it, right? Like, yeah. And I'm, I don't. So we're not do, we're doing the first class one, a because I have not seen the original trilogy in a minute, especially as a whole trilogy. <laughs> I've seen them out of order and all this, but like, so I think by the time we get to the later, like Apocalypse, they fucked up because they made too many choices based on other studios. Yeah. Um. For example, they changed the color of the character because I think in the earlier designs he was meant to, it was like a purple, like a more midnight, like a deeper purple and they were like we don't want it to look like Thanos. Yeah. So they're making decisions based on what other people are doing. So you, that's your first fucking mistake. Also, it's, it's always a of, mistake to cover Oscar Isaac's face. Right! 
<laughs> we'll get but it's just there. Like you think about but, yeah. DC mm-hmm. uh, trying to make their version of like an Avengers film, but they don't have, you can't do the same thing that MCU did because they just had a different path. You can do something similar, yeah. but if you try to, if you making decisions based on what somebody else is doing, you already fucking up. So Apocalypse just had too many people, too many cooks in the kitchen as far as I know, and too much reactionary. Like they were very much like, oh, we don't want to be too close to this or too close to that. Just make a really good story. Yeah. And even if, you, even if Apocalypse looks just like Thanos, if your story is strong and if you have a really good makeup and shit, nobody's going to be like, oh, it looked like Thanos. Yeah. Like every problem people have, like, hey, you covered up Ark Isaac. So it's on, it's on site for you in the first place. But also, you just did a really poor, like, his, like, Matt is shit. Like, he, I mean, not Matt, but he's, like, no dimension. It's, like, a really bad <laughs> uh, character design. It doesn't give him depth. Or, like, it looks very, I don't know. Yeah. It's not giving what he gave. But, yeah, so I think with Apocalypse, they messed up because they were just trying too hard to, they were making decisions to not, we don't want to be mistaken for an MCU film. We don't want to be this. We don't want to be that. Y'all focus too much on what y'all are not being and not focus enough on what you're trying to be. Yeah. Um, and then the Dark Phoenix is just that we've already seen Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Um, as a as a storyline, and y'all didn't approach it with enough, like, y'all didn't bring that together. Y'all just have them aliens. It's a whole bunch. It's yeah. just a whole bunch. They didn't bring so, new stuff to what we already right. seen. Right. Whereas really. the first two were detached enough from the story we saw that there were new stories, even though we were familiar with those characters. Yeah. Um, Cause I really loved first class. I did too. I loved, yeah, I thought it was, A, they just had a really high caliber of talent. <laughs> like yeah. attached. Like I fucked with Jay, uh, James McAvoy. I fucked with Mr. Tumnus. Um, Bender. Like I, these are people. <laughs> and at that time, I genuinely liked Jennifer Lawrence. Like I can, I will admit this because I, I, I was one of those people that saw like, what is it? Winter's bone. And was like, Oh, this little girl got like, she got weight. Like she know how to act. Yeah. But there, see the problem with, Jennifer Lawrence, and this is a slight detraction, but the problem is that just because you are a great actor in a type of thing does not mean you have that ability <laughs> to be that way in everything. The like, there is a range. People yeah. have ranges. She does not have a broader range that they were trying to put her in. She didn't fit every role that she was put in. I actually, I actually like her as Raven in the earlier. Yeah, I like her in the earlier films, and then later there's, like, this mm-hmm. switch, which I don't know if it's just because like at the time when you think I about, think it's her. I yeah. actually think it's her the per I think the actor became too Yeah, it was like she got like not I don't want to say too famous, but like <laughs> she got to the point where No, yeah, like it was, was hard for you to see that character. You like saw Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. And I think that, that she the, probably brought some of that to the set as well because, you know, there was the point where she was like, I don't want to wear this fucking makeup anymore. It's like, girl, you're in a X Men film and <laughs> yeah. you're a mystique. Like you you gotta wear right. Blue, like I don't know what to tell you. You knew what you were signing up. Right, it was very much like I think too much of her IRL like personality and sensibility was present in the character, so it was hard for me to detach. Yeah, like I'm really good at compartmentalizing stuff. There are a lot of like I fuck with Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, I love me a little Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> People do not like Guardians of the Galaxy. I those I enjoy so immensely. People are like, oh, what about? He is such a minor. Like I do not think about Chris Pratt yeah. when I'm watching Guardians. Of the Galaxy. I don't know how to explain that because he yeah. is the main character. That's funny because like, I, I don't, don't either. Know. I'm literally there for everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to explain it. Like I just, it does not impact my. He ability became to the enjoy side character in his own him. films. It's crazy, right? 
and I just know how to mentally like not see him. I don't know how to explain that. Whereas like with her, I cannot get to that point. It's like she is very much present and like <laughs> I see her, I don't see Rogue. I don't see you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's hard. Um and so I think that was one of those things, but at the time she was still I think in her bag and I think she was still at a point where people genuinely was excited to see her mm-hmm. and I will count myself among that so the cast to start off with was like immaculate they had like a really good cast yeah um and a strong and, story right and it had like a very you know for what it is because it's mutant yeah they got powers so anything can happen in that scenario right but like it was a very tight story that made sense um I liked how they like you know had a little Cuban missile we like oh no <laughs> um, I just like that. I, you know, like it kept that historical like element to it. So yeah, had a, you know, real it's a real world events, but alternate to right. It's, it's really cool if you can do it right, for sure. Right, like when you can be like accurate to an extent, but also play with like what what could have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like it was a, actually really cool period piece. Um, which you don't think about stuff from like the seventies, eighties as period pieces, but they are. Yeah. That is very much an era. You were born in the 70s. Uh, you getting real close to, what, 50? <laughs> you know I don't know, man. <laughs> you, you are older than 50. Well, no, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're in your 50s. If you, uh, right, if I you're think about that. In the early 70s, like, mm. you there. You're 50. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's what, I think, why those scores are, like, higher. Just because I think we came into those feeling like they are just their own X-Men movies. Yeah. But because, especially the second one, Days of Future Past bridges that gap. So we are now fully, I guess, aware of, like, we always know that this is a prequel, so these are technically the same people in the same yeah. story technically happens. But hey, they did a cute little uh, run that back. <laughs> they did a cute little uh, reset. I like that. A lot of people like, oh, they did this, this, and this. I love that. Yeah. Because hey, Time travel is fluid. I mean, there are different methodologies to time travel. Yeah. But I like their version of we went back and changed some shit, so none of them people died. Yeah. But that story still happened. That story still happened in our world. But we also but changed, we changed it. it. <laughs> right. <laughs> As opposed to being like, what? Yeah. That didn't happen. I very much appreciate that they acknowledge that the films we saw, you know, the original, yeah, X-Men, not original, original films, X three. Right, those happened. Wolverine, all that happened, but we changed enough that these people were still alive. Because yeah. that a gives them fluidity to say they can pick and choose what is canon if they make another film that's in that in that chronology. Yeah, they can always have an X four, right? And they can pick up right. You know, they can change what happened in X three without it being like breaking canon. So I love what they did in yeah. <laughs> Days of Future Past. I also just love. You know, I'm a time travel hoe. Yeah, I think that's my and favorite. I love, <laughs> yeah. And I genuinely love... Um, I, I don't like closed loop time travel. And I don't like... So closed loop is when it's like, this thing already happened, so it had to happen. Yeah. So you think of like Tenet, you think of stuff like that, where it's like... even I'm going to use Harry Potter, because a lot of people don't think about this as closed loop time travel, but it is. He's like, Harry sees the Patronus as a stag. So... He then makes the Patronus as a stag because he already saw himself do that. That was the past and the future. Yeah. It's a closed loop. He don't make the Patronus if he doesn't see the Patronus be made, right? Yeah. But he doesn't 
see the Patronus be made if he don't make the Patronus. It's a closed loop. I don't like closed loops. There's no beginning. There's no end. It always happens that way. <laughs> I like time travel where the the act of t- changing time impacts what happens. You can still have, I think, a closed loop that doesn't necessarily... Because I don't like... The, I guess you know what it is? I don't like destiny. I don't like it where nothing I do really matters because it always happens this way. Yeah. And then it's like, what is the point, I guess, of that like narrative? In some places, some stories do it really well where it's like the journey is the point. But sometimes it undermines so much of the character work and development because it's like, oh, this always had to happen because this is what happened. I was, you know, I was five. I remember this happening. It happened just like this. So they know they got to go die because they saw themselves die or they know they have to do this or that because they saw it happen. Closed loops are my least favorite time travel device. Um, (laughs) I love it very much what they did in Days of Future Past because it was like everything we have done is now relevant <laughs> like it, it all cha- it changes everything after the fact it's just like yeah. we went back in time Could to me the suggestion is that when they know why the sentinels exist they go back like the sentinels exist because they went back yeah but they are able to fix that again by them being like okay we know that they know about us because of this so let's also while we back here like <laughs> while we in the past fix that so we don't even get to this place. Like, it's level to it. Yeah. But every decision you make has a future impact. I like that it's not like, oh, this always was the way it was. Yeah. Because then that, when they bring back all those people, that change was enough to ripple through several decades where now the present day version of X-Men are completely different. So, again, that's my, <laughs> I think, why I love that one. And that's why that one is, like, I'm fond of it um, because of what it does in terms of, it changes the canon, which I love that. I I hate when they're scared to like, I hate when they're like, it's a whole separate universe. These are completely disconnected stories or they do the thing where it's like, oh, you know, like they don't really acknowledge it. I love that they directly acknowledge it. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, those movies happened, but we went ahead and did a little, little change of change. <laughs> and we see our walk through that change because we kind of see the, like yeah. them changing the past. And it's like, we are seeing the result of that meddling. Um, Sure. So that to me is was one of the stronger elements of, and again, why the first two are very good. It's like, hey, we have the period piece, and I like them just in, you know, vibing, giving us that seventies. Um, and then we also have the connection to the the previous mm-hmm. movie, but like future X Men. So like we have that kind of where they they don't undermine that story, but they also like give themselves an out. <laughs> to like tell a different story with those people because I do love the idea of like seeing those stories play out with the actors you know what I mean like I I wouldn't be mad if they did a new X-Men with some of the you know those same people yeah having you know survived because all the first class stuff is still prequel like anything can still be changing it's still fluid I love that mm-hmm. um, Apocalypse is where they said mm. <laughs> yes Oh my goodness. Oh, Apocalypse. Yeah. We tried. <laughs> the thing, I, I think, again, I think the the biggest problem with Apocalypse is that it was a story that probably had, I think that was a story they had in mind. Uh-huh. They had a great idea for it. And they were like, this is fucking way too close <laughs> to Avengers. Yeah. It's too close. That's true. The MCU was already doing And instead of re, just rebuilding from the ground up, they took the Basic idea of this character, which they were like, we're gonna be 
We already got we got signed off on Apocalypse. We got to use this motherfucker, right? <laughs> so they got the character, and then they had to find a story that was far enough removed from Thanos, or like what Avengers was doing, but still close enough to make sense for that character. And I think that's what happened. Yeah, they could not find that that good that, that good middle, middle ground. ground. Yeah, <laughs> he was very much about like you know, a he went to come back and be out here controlling stuff. Also, like. He definitely would have been on some snap type energy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, it's like it's real good. Right. So it was I, like I can understand why they didn't want to get too close, but the problem was that they just didn't wait. I understand it too, really- but it's the same thing that you know a lot of the studios have been having an issue with right now. It's like y'all want to do MCU stuff, but you don't want to put in the work that they put in for, for you. know what I'm saying? That was the whole right. reason why it was such a big payoff. Is like if you had been watching the mcu movies from iron man to that point that was the best payoff and there was a storyline that ran through all of them yeah it's like a reward for literally (laughs) several years of storytelling versus it being let's and again let's get this done it could have been that but they did like apocalypse had they made it where he was like they did with thanos where he pretty much been back here plotting the whole time they didn't do that they very much was like oh and by the way here come this man. <laughs> and so, like, it was... Sorry so, to these people. Apocalypse is wild because, like, they just... They just... I, they just didn't <laughs> know how to make him work. I, I, I can't think of a better... It just... They didn't know how... Like, it was never... This might be an X-Men problem. This might just be a problem with the set of heroes they have because I think the issue too with Apocalypse is that you never think he's going to win. Like, I don't know how to explain yeah. it. I am, at no point am I like, oh, they got him. Like, he he got their ass on the ropes. I never thought that. Like, even at the parts in the film where he has them on the ropes, so to speak, I am never at a point where I am worried about it. Like, so that might be a problem just because we are used to our heroes winning to some extent, or like, I don't know what it was. I think it was a, it was a mix of him not being threatening enough. Like, the makeup, everything, you burying Oscar, but Oscar is still acting. Yeah, through all that, that's one thing he's gonna do. Going on. That's for sure. One thing he's gonna do is perform. Okay, but like he's having to put in extra work because this makeup is very not good for emoting. It's extremely royal blue. It is like so blue. I don't know how I like to edit around that because I know they use blue screens. I feel like it matched perfectly with a blue screen. I don't know what the hell was going on. It was just not a good. It was like one of my least favorite blockbuster. Designs from like a film of that of that like budget. Yeah, like I, I I cannot imagine what y'all was smoking when y'all ended on this. Again, I think the original design probably was cool. They were like, oh, too close for Thanos, and now to which I say, and like people will go see both. Right, <laughs> like, I'm gonna be what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna like, not go see. Oh, he like Thanos. I ain't going to see that. Who the fuck was say like? No, like, obviously there is people who are willing to see whatever y'all are selling when it comes to X Men. Clearly, because I have not technically <laughs> really stopped making movies. It's like the first ones we were talking about. The original trio started in like 2000, and then these are coming out in like 2010, 2011. You know, yeah, it's not like a huge gap. It's not like yeah. such a big gap where it's like. A fresh, like nobody coming in with, like we all have these. We have X Men knowledge. Still very fresh in our mind. <laughs> yeah, it's like I haven't had time to forget them. Y'all ain't yeah. reviving something from the seventies or eighties. Like this happened five years ago. <laughs> like calm down. Um, yeah, Apocalypse is a mess on several levels. Yeah, but I think it's it's too many small things <laughs> that just over. And okay, 
we're being very chaotic about it. We're jumping through all of them, but it's because they ha- they share a lot of cast. So it's like when we talk about the cast. Yeah. Like we already talked about Jennifer Lawrence a little bit. But let's talk about an apocalypse because I, <laughs> I got time. <laughs> oh, God. Let's talk about, first and foremost, what you're not going to do is keep making Storm light skin. That's the first thing. <laughs> you're not going to do it. Okay. Aurora is not light skin. Not even a little bit. But secondarily, <laughs> and I think more importantly, you definitely ain't gonna keep making like because here's the thing we all was like damn hallie light and nobody said shit because we all like hallie as a person we say hallie very storm whatever yeah basically. there are better actresses their actresses more apt for the casting but people like hallie berry y'all are not about to have miss uh random lady one two three it, play aurora alexandra yeah there it is See, if you're on the internet, Sis. which I urge you not to be, <laughs> this girl is light-skinned in her spirit. Because there's light-skinned as a just a, a description of a person. You know what it is, too? She's biracial. Biracial, girl. <laughs> so she is the twofer, okay? <laughs> she is bi- biracial, and she's light-skinned. Because there are people who are biracial who are not light-skinned, and there are people who are light-skinned who are not biracial. Facts. She is both. She's both okay, and she is very much that in her spirit. By which I mean, <laughs> she behaves in a way where even if you had not known she was biracial or liking, if you read her tweets or if you just happen to hear a quote, you'd be like, "That is a light kid ass biracial person." <laughs> she got that energy. So she, it was so she was bringing that when people were like, "Oh, you know, Storm is this, this, and this." Like we don't like this casting, and she was like, "Well, they gonna keep paying." You know, I'm gonna keep do 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 do. Yeah. Girl, first and foremost, uh, <laughs> secondly, you are not famous enough for this energy that you're like. Doing. You are definitely not famous enough. I promise you, if they would have did a quick little swoop doop and then put another light skin girl there, it would have been now one person that had a complaint about it. I feel <laughs> so certain of this, and I'm good with faces, and I'm good with names. I mean, I'm good with names. I'm good with faces. I'm good with like I remember folks. I would have been like I wouldn't have been none the wiser because maybe. So on top of the fact that the apocalypse. <laughs> was a mess in terms of like all these like production choices they made they also like aurora is supposed to be kind of pivotal to the story because she's like the bridge between apocalypse it's happening in africa where storm is from please please stop this okay (laughs) stop the madness so they but like they also just don't have a strong actress playing in the role like, and I'm not saying she's a bad actress. I'm saying, like, I'm saying it. There, Lawrence, you can be good in your lane. This is not her lane. <laughs> I think she's real cute in those little indie, like, little situations, a little love victor type energy. Her and my good, I'm gonna say it, her and my good homie Zoe, Zoe Kravitz, is what I'm saying. <laughs> they have a similar lane. They have a similar. But energy. Zoe knows hers. That's the difference. But I was saying Zoe, she is fucking. She <laughs> has found all of the ways to be in that lane, and like when she steps out of it, or when she calls herself like I'm gonna do something a little different. It is you, like you will, you know, like you will notice because it's like okay, she's doing a little something. She's giving us a little something different. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Aurora was a very weak character. Which is, I hate to say, because you know I run, I root for everybody black, yeah. um, so I want to root for her. But uh, 
A, the actress is not killing this role enough <laughs> to be talking the shit. And then she's also on Twitter being like very light skin. And so <laughs> coupled together, that made it like it, she's not a likable person. Yeah. Like as a character. And so that was kind of like Jennifer Lawrence. Um, maybe she's better than I think she is, but because I already have the preconceived notions of this actress and she's not elevating the role to where I cannot where I can ignore her. Yeah. Um she's not doing that. Like it was very I was like, mm. Like I just I feel like if you see Storm, like okay, I'll use Holly Berry as an example of this because I think she play actually plays it kind of perfectly in that you see her and you like, oh, harmless, right? And then she goes into that like her she powers up and it's a very yeah. you know, she be energy's it. different. Right. Like there's nothing about she can do that switch. I don't think I was in the ship got to that. It was very much like I don't I have not was not <laughs> scared of you then. I am not scared of you now. In Dark Phoenix, we skip it to the future a little bit. In Dark Phoenix, there's a scene where she's like through the trip like fighting these aliens that mind you, these aliens are they are they're purposeless. <laughs> um she's fighting aliens on like the train or the bus, whatever they are. And it's like, this is supposed to be her moment, right? It's like supposed to be the hero shot for this character. Like, she's supposed to be out here. And I was just like the most uninspired thing I've seen. Like, I was so upset. I'm like, it's Storm. Like, it's Storm. Yeah. Like, like, uh, hello. Like, you start off with, like, all you have to do is make her do what she do. And it should be epic because of her power set and generally just how much she, like, and it was just like the most lackluster thing ever. Like somehow, <laughs> in that whole film, this was the thing that was the most like, uh, this is what we're doing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like it was yep. just. Storm <laughs> was not given what needed to be gave. I was just very upset by it because, hey, what is her accent? Oh I, lord, not the accent. I was like, what? What part of Africa <laughs> is she supposed to be from? Because they definitely said, mm. <laughs> like African, but like raised in Canada. Or you know what I mean? Like it was something else. It was not given and I you know, I'm not gonna I don't know all the accents. I don't know every nuance. You know what I mean? Like I am not gonna know the difference between like different countries. A Nigerian accent no. <laughs> You know what I mean? And like a Rwandan accent. This is not something I'ma fucking know the difference. But this is But I'ma tell you something clearly I'ma generally know yeah. African. Like I'ma know the continent. And I felt like it wasn't even given the continent. It was definitely not given the continent. <laughs> so that was another thing. I was like, okay, cool. But she was just a distraction. I was like, wow. I mean, like, she did genuinely. things. Things happened, you know. Um, but I will say that Apocalypse had cool ass. It was so unfortunate because the story did not support none of the like, <laughs> like none of the powers they like put on display. Like we had what was her name, Psylocke. Yeah, I don't know Olivia Munn. I don't remember these people. This is how much it's been time I've seen this movie, but like all these power sets, and we see all these cool things happening, but there's no story to really sell it. So it's like, oh, yeah, like fireworks. It's what it's like. That movie is like fireworks. It's like there are so many cool things happening, but like there is nothing like to keep me like there's no boom, story boom, and then I look away. Right, there's just nothing to pull me into it. Yeah, but it was fun. Like I was just like I love. Again, really, you you got me. You already got me with like some of my favorite white men actors. Like right. James McAvoy really ain't gonna be doing me dirty. 
Michael Fassbender really don't be doing me dirty. And you have Oscar up in there. Now you hit him, but I know he in there. So that still my spirit is still attracted to the idea of it. Yeah. Even if y'all don't really let me live in that moment. <laughs> so like I'm there because like when they are performing, they perform it. They do what they got to do. The story just ain't really helping them out at all. Thanks. Like period. <laughs> like, y'all tried it. But like, so Dark Phoenix is just a mess. Oof. I don't even know. Like it's, You know, here's the thing. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I was just saying there's just so much happening in there and none of it good. So. <laughs> yeah. The, the Okay. So they, the aliens that they brought in were pointless and they needed, they needed an outside force. And I don't know why. Cause I feel like. Yeah. You already have like, we could have had the government being like, oh, she got this psychic power that can destroy like wanted to control her and that way seemed like an easier storyline yeah and not to say easier is better but at least it probably makes fucking sense yeah so y'all having all these aliens they came and they just want to come and do they want the power for themselves or i don't know they just want to be here they vibing they really the aliens, have to be they be there. out here yeah they just are serving up they have no story purpose but I feel- they don't even serve the purpose of the action because <laughs> the action scenes with them are like Equal, like they, as we just said, are like they're not even yeah. given like fight. I feel like that's what they were trying to do. They're like, well, we need something, you know, bigger, cooler Powerful. to like mm-hmm. fight them instead of just the government. And I'm just like, right. why wouldn't they just fight the government? Like our government has billions of dollars in ammo. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Something that? like it was yeah. just something. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's what it was, but they didn't make them powerful enough in a way that resonated. Yeah, like I think they are supposed to be like naturally like stronger whatever shape shift i don't fucking know that's the point i don't know they don't really say what they can do we don't know who they are they kind of true like ambiguous because maybe they're not bad like maybe they're bad because they are coming after our hero quote unquote but maybe they're not bad in the grand scheme. we don't really know are they trying to take over Earth? i don't know what are their goals i do not know <laughs> okay at the moment i think the only thing i strongly remember is that they wanted the, the phoenix force which like hello yeah but that's it. That's not a like what it so they were they were useless. Then the real story, mm-hmm. I would say what the actual story was, and I believe that had they had more women <laughs> um in the room. And that's not I don't know if that there were no women, but I suspect there were not enough yeah. because the story is very much about like uh jeans being like it's very much about like Charles is a like he stripped a lot of her yeah it's uh it's, memories away yeah it's PTSD and like also I don't want like I'm trying to figure out how to word this but it's manipulation too because Charles went into her right. brain and you know put some blocks up and it's like bruh y'all could have just you got all that money in that damn mansion and you couldn't just do therapy like <laughs> what do we do yeah it's it's very much. They're, they are skirting the line of telling a really powerful story about, like, this man controlling this woman and, like, having this power dynamic uh, challenge. But they don't really fully get into it. Like, it's yeah. there. And like, as a woman, you see it. But it's not explicit. Yeah. <laughs> like, they are very much not. Like, it could have been a powerful story about 
even Charles recognizing how he's overstepped in a way that he never thought he would because you know right he thinks that Magneto is over the top and stuff like that it's like but you go into people's minds and put stuff there when you need to like that's manipulative I mean like it's very like there's a it's it's like they skirt they get so close yeah to having really strong powerful stories happen but they don't and that's it's again why I say maybe if there were more women because I don't know if they know that they get that close to those stories. Yeah. Like maybe they are completely Probably. unaware of the fact that this is the story <laughs> that we're getting from it, and that's what's so interesting to me because I'm like, is this could have been like this? What the weird thing about Dark Phoenix is is that I mean the aliens are unnecessary. That was just pointless. Yeah, but the actual human character story they were so close to having a really really like powerful story and they did not like they just went like oh <laughs> like missed the exit yeah and it's wild because that small like change in intention mm-hmm. i think would have made a huge difference in what we got yeah from that film but because i don't know that they were aware of that or they were just could not like achieve. they could have got rid of the aliens and just had her turn on charles like, and then period. you know, and then him reaching out to Magneto and Magneto being like, "My nigga, you you like, did that like literally, <laughs> like <laughs> literally." And having it be a situation where, because we are always asked in all of the X Men films and in the stories, it is always like we are always like, "Who is right in this situation?" Yeah, and like the answer is that both are right and both are wrong. Yeah, because y'all both make points at certain times, right? Mm-hmm. This is one of those chances where we really get to see. Charles falter to like really really understand that like this is just blanket fucked up like there are things that are like oh this makes sense in context yeah is it fucked up yes would I have done the same thing yes this is very much a no, no yeah absolutely not are you dumb like hell no yeah. why would I do that I wouldn't do no shit like that like I, yeah. <laughs> like, I got morals bro yeah. and so having it him be confronted with something and like he does because he but he's it still is very much a thing of he has guilt and stuff, but it's very much about the fact that, like, not that he did it, it's very much around, like, oh, I, I should have tightened that up. Yeah. I should have buttoned that up a little better yeah. so that it didn't get revealed. He has not no qualms because he does not really think that he made a mistake yeah. in how he handled Gene. And so, like, they are so close to having a story where, like, he is, A, confronted with the fact that he is... But, like, he is I also, think that's a thing, too, because there is a way where a lot of times in the storytelling of x-men it's kind of just to be like charles good uh eric bad you know kind of thing and i think yeah, like not wanting him to be uneven. seen as a villain even though what he did was uh you know type villainous <laughs> like it was villain behavior it was villain behavior absolutely it especially absolutely because she was a child like a small child when she came to the school so it's like a small child that you went into her brain and you you meddled around in there bro like that's not yeah. okay <laughs> and now and she's so trusted you it is a manipulation life. yeah because you also like in, in your mind it might be like i'm a teacher figure or a father figure but she's also like you have power yeah over the power and so it's just the, yeah it's very fucked up and it's like under under different reads that can read as abuse that can read as this and that yeah. and those are things that if you had explored them in the movie more than her just being mad about it which they also frame as 
kind of unfair. Yeah. And it's like, no, he deserves all the smoke. Yeah, and she kind of like, I would have been like, whoop, like she got him. Yeah, like she's mad at him, but it's kind of like, well, I did that for your protection. You know, you right. are really powerful, right. and I don't want you to freak out about it. It's like, well, of course she's going to be freaked out when she realizes that she accidentally killed her mother. You know, but. But that's not your decision to make if she can handle right. that truth or not. <laughs> like that's not your And it's also the fact that you you suppressing her power is also like that's a be like you yeah. know what I mean? Like that's a control. That's not that's not healthy. That's not good. <laughs> that's not nice. You are not a hero for that. And like had they really had her they had her anger at him, and then the, the film doesn't fully appreciate her anger. It doesn't fully... Yeah. It makes it seem like she's unreasonable or like she's being hysterical when, like, she deserves all that anger. Yeah. And so it's like, it upsets me also because then, of course, you know, when it's like her and the alien, I forgot, Buck, Buck, whatever. Yeah. When they start having their little fence cups and they decide to, um, whatever. Uh, like, it's no... It's like, I really, honestly, here's the thing. A lot of people like, X3 was wild. But I do love that they said, these motherfuckers dying, period. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that they were not scared because her power is that strong. Yeah. She's that strong without the thing. Like, let's remember that. Jean Grey is strong as fuck. Yeah. And a lot of her That's stories. He her. Right. He was like, Damn. like, a lot of her stories in the movies and like, you know, in the animated series, it's so much is about her controlling her power. Yeah, the fact that like this is the time for her to genuinely like go to fuck Let off, loose, right? Yeah. Like to me, this would have been the time for her to be the villain longer than like twenty minutes. They was like, "Oh, she mad? She going out?" But like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. literally y'all like... coming at her, so of course she gonna <laughs> like attack or lash out. Y'all are coming for her, but when it comes down to it, she's still a good person. But I like the idea of her really genuinely being like, it's, you know, what the fuck y'all? It's for me? the Superman thing, right? Like. We know that when Superman is being Clark Kent, he's walking on eggshells the whole time. And that's literally what she would be doing if she had full range of her powers. Like, if she want to be cool with everybody, yeah, she's walking around on eggshells. But when she want to let loose, she can let loose. And, you know, it's everybody's problem. <laughs> right. I just hate that they always have to, like, there always had to be, a, like, I don't know. I think in this one specifically, I just didn't like that they were like, oh, you know, she, like, we know they very much are like, she's out there and you know just in space vibing <laughs> she blew up but like up. the energy is there like we very much they left it we're like we gonna see her again if they continue yeah i real. think there was like a, really... a phoenix that flew over when at the meet right in Paris. whatever <laughs> i just feel like the thing about the phoenix force is that again i don't read the comics or i've like read them in very small amounts throughout yeah. my life but Same. never a consistent i would never be like oh i read the comic because y'all come for me like oh did you read no, no. Don't, don't do ask because we coming at it from the film. <laughs> but from what I know about the Phoenix Force, it is in my mind it's a neutral force that is evil or good depending upon who or has control of it in the moment. Like I don't think of it myself as an evil force. Yeah, for sure. But I like the idea of it being like having that much power and actually letting her play with like be fully embracing of that power. Like I don't like that that she's always scared of her own power. Yeah. That, because to me, again, they get really close to having a, a really strong story. But I just feel like if your whole entire life you have been basically repressed, you don't know your full history, yeah. you realize after the fact how much you have been holding back, A, 
because you also are scared of your power, but because you didn't also know the full range and capability of your power because you are never told yeah. how powerful you are. Uh, told that you, need, told you need to chill. Free, yeah. Right. If I'm finally like free, oh, bitch, it's <laughs> over for y'all. Like, at least give me about three good months of you the absolute carnage, chaos, and yeah. right. Yes, <laughs> I'm going to do something with it. Like, I hate that her, her, she has a justifiable reason to be shamelessly mad without the fin- mind you, without the fin- yeah. she still has justifiable reason to be mad and to have that much power. Like, I just hate that they just like, let's button this up and make it so she, you know, they ultimately the world is say blah, blah, blah. Like, whatever. Like, there are different ways they could have ended that that didn't make her the way she could just scorch earth anyways because she didn't really like she was cool in space <laughs> she was that's my thing like she was like and again it don't have to be like the world don't have to end for it to be a dramatic ending but i feel yeah. like what it did for her character it just d- didn't let her fully feel her feelings and let her really genuinely explore what what she's like uninhibited like i just want to see that version of like i don't want to see the version of Jean Grey that we didn't see in movies where she's just very powerful and extremely extremely scared about it or extremely yeah personally like I don't want to I don't want to hurt like, nobody <laughs> right like no nah. y'all better get away y'all see all this power shit <laughs> like I just yeah, want her to like, be so yeah I would I love to see a, a fuck around and find it, out Jean that would be great right like it's the, I, so that's my I think my biggest problem is that it depowers her mm-hmm. it, emotionally and physically because it's like they keep giving her these like artificial reasons to not wild the fuck out and i get it because she is a hero in the series and we like root for her but like yeah people make mistakes let her ass have one good just she you needs, know take out the city a real villain, quick. A villain moment <laughs> like a good like and they need to lean into it and let her have it they only ever give her like 20 good minutes in both new and old and just a few good minutes to be evil yeah. you make one mistake and you be crying because oh no i killed my friends like let her be evil for a while like let her live in that because then you then you leave it where she has so many opportunities to redeem herself yeah that because would be now a, she's a actually cool done something at that point she's like oh i just had a little attitude right and i like crit walk <laughs> yeah. charles mm-hmm. up some stairs it's like my but bad. other than that like i didn't do nothing worse the way he did to me which is, I mean, and and like even when she killed, you know, Raven or Mystique, it was an accident. So it was like, oh, that's what I'm saying. Like she's like reactive, and it's like, yeah, it, her power because she's repressed, and so she finally put out a modicum of her full strength. It's like, Ooh, right, got you about to paint. Like you know what I mean? Like I just, <laughs> I want her to do that with intention. I don't know. So Dark Phoenix was that, and what's wild is that I okay. So a I paid to see Dark Phoenix, but I paid four dollars because I had T-Mobile Tuesday. And I went to, the, it's called Deep, uh, no, sorry, not. it's called 40X. Mm-hmm. They have them at Regal. Yep. This is not paid promo, but I need you to know because, bitch, it's like a ride. <laughs> so, like, if you've been in, like, a D-Box, it's much better than that. D-Box just give you a little vibrate. And D-Box will get you going. Like, that's real fun. <laughs> you know, I have been in them a couple times. It's like, you know, it's some movies you like, how are they going to do a D-Box with this? And they do it to the music. Yeah. You just be rocking and rolling, but there ain't nothing happening. <laughs> I love that. 40X is better because it's the whole, like the whole theater is on like a platform that moves. So like if something is happening, I also saw like Avengers uh, Infinity War and when Thanos punched Cap, bitch, we all thought we got our ass beat. Everybody, <laughs> oh, like you can, like everybody. Oh, 
because that shit hit the back of the seat so hard. We was all like, like, yeah. Everybody reacted like we got beat up. Oh, like, oh my goodness, not again. So it's giving like, um, not <laughs> like when you go to those shows at a theme park, basically. Yes, Moving but it's years. like literally the whole so the whole platform moves. So like when stuff is happening, the seat is moving and shaking. They have scent. So like for example, in Black Panther, in the parts in Avengers where they are in Wakanda, it smells like natural, like green. Oh, and it like smells like yes, it's the whole thing. So I saw Dark Phoenix in that. Baby, if I did not have all that seat shaking and all that care, I would have been knocked the fuck out. I <laughs> promise you. I was like, because even my mama said it, like, it was a couple times I was not off, but then, you know, it was a little shaky, shaky. We woke the fuck up. Like, <laughs> I was like, that's how not entertaining that movie was. That I was basically on a ride. Yeah. And that's the only thing that kept me up for that movie and that it was moving and shit and, like, their smells and stuff. And it's like, if it's like water, you get a little squirt. Oh, it's a whole little, it's beautiful. I, it's like one of my favorite things. That's, but, like, it's so fun, but if I hadn't had that, oh, we would have been up in there having the, just a nice, solid nap, baby, because I was in there. It was a few times I literally was like, I just did not, I just thrown out. <laughs> and then something happened, they having a fight, and then, you know, you get shook around, and you can smell stuff. So that was, that's that movie so boring that I almost fell asleep, even though I was basically on the rock. Yeah. Like, that's how, it was just not entertaining. Um, so I haven't watched it again. And I, re, and I did I say this already? I watched Apocalypse like a ludicrous amount of time. Yeah. It's a movie I've seen a lot. I've seen the first three quite a bit yeah. as a group. So would, would you times, say, but, which one would you say is your favorite then? Uh, like, so I think the best is the first one. Yeah. My favorite is probably the second one. Same. Uh, Days of Future Past, just because of what it, how it connects those, uh, <laughs> Yeah, the, like a new school and old school, and also I love time travel. But also, I just thought it was like you know fun. They had like <laughs> there's like a lot going on, but it made sense. I think the be- the making sense part is key. I don't need things to always make sense, but I like when they do. Yeah, <laughs> like sometimes they don't make sense. I'm like, you know what? This is fine. This one on time travel, like oh, this actually I can follow this. <laughs> I like it's a lot happening, and people who don't watch time travel are probably like, what the hell is they talking about? Right. But because I watch and read, I mean like. Time travel is like a genre of sci-fi that I love. It all made it was like, boop, boop, I got it. Yeah, I know what's happening here. So I didn't. It didn't upset me or bother me like the 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 logic to it. Um, but yeah, but also just again, I love how it, how it played with canon and like re yeah vitalizes or like changes the technically future version <laughs> of it, but the previous movies to where like those actors can come back. Mm-hmm. You could do anything because all of that happened, but all of it could have not happened. Or we could change it without completely undermining the previous movie. So I love that. Yeah. I think but obviously Dark Phoenix is I think my favorite is the second one too though. Cause like I will say because I know that I seen yeah, I seen the first three all in theaters. And <laughs> I I love Magneto, but in the second one when he lifted that fucking stadium <laughs> I was like, I'm in it. I'm here. I'm here. I love it. I love everything about it. And I think it's dope that, um, you know, like we were saying, you get some of the old characters. And, you know, mm-hmm. even though the movies aren't that far apart from each other, you know, the first trilogy and then these four, it was still nice to see, like, a lot of the old characters because, you know, even though there wasn't that long of a gap, there's people like Holly Berry that you haven't seen in X-Men in forever you know like she did the last one as you were done so that's probably why that second one is my favorite 
but I also love the first one and that's also because of theater experience. <laughs> so we all know that Charles Xavier is in a wheelchair. And so at the yes. end, when <laughs> Magneto deflects that bullet and he gets hit, we just started cracking up because there was like a girl behind us and she like, cause you know, it goes dead silent. She gasped like extremely loud <laughs> when he got hit and everybody just turned and looked at her like for real. And then like, just started cackling. Like, Are you new to this? Baby? Yeah. Like started oh. cackling like, bro, everybody knows <laughs> that professor X is in a wheelchair. Where have you been? Right. And I was probably like, I think it was, experience. <laughs> I think that same thing, like a very similar thing happened with us. And I think it was mainly cause like you, I think, we were like, oh shit, something <laughs> happening between now. Like, we know. Yeah. But it was like, when it happened, you like, oh, they go. <laughs> like, I don't know. It ain't funny, but it was just like, oh. Yeah, you're just going to do like, that. Whoa, okay. Yeah, it was very like, oh, this is what they doing. <laughs> I will say about the first one, though. Because mm-hmm. we cannot get out of here. Because if we don't say this, the black delegation will remove us. Um, <laughs> not me forgetting names. Oh my goodness. Darwin. Oh. His fucking power yeah. is to adapt. Adapt to everything. So, bitch. <laughs> you can't then be like, adapt to this, and then he doesn't. Yeah. Like, the that's supposed to be, like, yeah. Out. That was very, like, y'all got me fucked up. And, like, this is not a character I'm super familiar with, but everybody, like, all the people. And even in the movie, they, like, he adapts to everything. Yeah. Adapt to this. Okay. Yeah. Like, the fuck are you saying? Like, that's literally like, my power. That's what he does. <laughs> That's literally what he does. That's what he does. I, and so, what are you saying to me? Like, I don't know what we're doing here. They said and so that the was, black man has to die is what they said. Like he has to go. I just like to believe that he was like, all right, I'm done with these white folks. So I'm gonna just I pretend to fucking <laughs> pretended to and turn explode. like implode, and then I'm gonna actually just float away into the fucking ether, and you like you know go back to my house. He said, all right, <laughs> like, I'm not gonna go good. <laughs> Right, anybody gonna go look? I'ma head out. He probably I just like to believe he was living his life. It was like that was an easy out without me having to sign on NDAs. It's getting um too white around here. We gotta go. He's chilling. I got where he is in his like in his neighborhood doing what the fuck he do. He's like, damn, I'm glad they got that missile crisis under control. That's my, that was that's my favorite theory now. Darwin like, <laughs> like no, I just I that's how I've always when people are mad about it, I'm like, Oh, I thought he just said I'm I'm out. I'ma head out. <laughs> I'm gonna head out. Like I'm gonna take this as my exit, and this is where I leave. My time okay. to go. Y'all, y'all, y'all <laughs> so, stay safe out there. That was that was not like that's not cute. I also think in like Dark Phoenix, I this is just a joke I remember on Twitter. But like people are like, why is she got why is Thor got an umbrella? And there's something about that that's so funny because I know it's like aesthetically it's like you know you have the umbrellas at the people, whatever the fuck. But it's still funny. Like why does she have an umbrella? Like I just feel like it's it's one of those small things that like it's it it. It doesn't impact anything, Make it- but it speaks to like y'all not fully thinking about these things. I don't know. It's just funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, definitely we could not we cannot praise the first movie and then not also say that. Yeah. Um, this is like, Excuse me. Yeah, like, but I genuinely am just like in my mind, like he's like, oh, <laughs> they think I'm dead. Perfect. Because <laughs> it's not like they had, you know the internet it ain't like they gonna google it and see what happened like find it like somebody gonna post a picture of him on twitter like that's fake and they don't go look for him they don't know where that man is and they're not thinking to look for him he know that so he's like oh we good and mind you they was working with the government all kind of shit so he's like oh now they think i'm dead you know he a black man that they think is dead like he can do whatever he want he ain't got no he said i'm out of here 
Right. So that's my theory. And I believe that he's out here thriving. Like he's out there like watching all this shit from so that's what y'all doing. Not him dropping a stadium on them folks. Wow. Good I got out when I got out. They doing too much over there. Like you know, like I just like the idea of him. They gonna be after us, folks. I like the idea of him just like chilling. So that's that's been my theory for like a while. But yeah, but it's still rude that they even thought that that would be the way to treat that character like yeah, are y'all it didn't make sense ass? not even a little bit like, <laughs> get it together please um but yeah those the first two definitely are like solid real nice real good solid mm-hmm. the third one is like i i strongly believe that i know what you thought you were doing and so i give y'all a lot of grace for what i believe y'all thought y'all was doing <laughs> like <laughs> this is one of the ones where i can see all the like machinations I can see all the plans and plots y'all had when y'all just didn't quite get there. This is but I see what y'all was trying to do. The fourth one, I don't know what the fuck y'all were trying to do. I do not know what you were, <laughs> the story you were trying to tell. I don't know who you were trying to highlight. I don't know is there a hero in this? Like I don't know what the story is. I really don't. Yeah. I don't know who is like I'm rooting for in this situation. Like I guess Jean, but like I don't know. She ain't really. Uh, she she's just mad. Right. I don't know. She just she's mad, but not mad enough. Right. The whole thing like she mad, but like tepid. Like <laughs> it's not enough people dying. Yeah. I don't think. And I get why they didn't want to be like, let's not do Act Three, but but maybe maybe you could maybe you like could've. like maybe because there are a lot of the people in the in the first class that we have not had a chance to really connect with. So I'm just saying, if you gonna be killing folks, there's a couple people I would be like, oh them. Hate that for them. Yeah. I do hate that for them. But like, I wouldn't have been impressed. But also, we, like, whatever. I just felt like they, Jean should have had more time to be mad, like, in her feelings, but, like, where it actually affects the story and she gets to be the villain for, like, a whole movie. Like, she was the villain for, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> and half of the time, like you said, it was just straight acting. Oh, like, I just want to kill them. Right. It was never, like, intentional except with Charles and with Charles she wasn't trying to kill him she was just trying to like she was just like know, stay out of my fucking head girl <laughs> I was like not her doing him like this literally dog walkers ass so <laughs> puppeteered him real nice when we say we a dog walk your ass we talking about that and I'm like, <laughs> like we ain't got the Damn. we ain't got that Jean Grey that's what I'm mentally <laughs> that's what I'm doing okay um <laughs> are, so are you team Xavier or team Eric I'm gonna go with team Eric always I am too I love violence me too um, some people deserve I think, violence I just think that it's more effective in this particular <laughs> scenario I also feel like 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 Eric <laughs> Eric is very overt about his violence mm-hmm. I think that um Charles is also violent and just violent in subtler ways and actually maybe more insidious ways because again what happened to Jean is violent you know yeah. what I mean like and that and that you're doing that who to who knows how many people to what level are you manipulating people because of your power we don't know really right they had like he'd be up in people's minds like he had to find he can find yeah whatever you know yeah. he wants right so like we don't know what Charles be out here doing at least Eric be out here like I'm blowing this shit up. Right. Okay. And Eric usually so, does that 
when people fuck with him first. He don't just be right. choosing violence all the time. He's just like, they're not gonna um, let us be cool. So I gotta do what I gotta do to protect myself and, and protect the rest of us because y'all out here flirting with the the United States government like they won't try and blow us up, girl. Like what the hell? You That's doing? my thing. He a lot of Eric fans are contingent upon somebody fucking up first, right? Because he's like, <laughs> if they don't come at us, they ain't gonna trigger these bombs right. or whatever the situation is. If they don't do this thing first. Then this follow up won't happen. <laughs> like a lot of plans are like it's very much like he's like I understand human nature, right. <laughs> so I know they're gonna fuck up. Now, granted, you still choose the violence because you know they're gonna do what they're gonna do. True. And like Charles is like, you know they're gonna be like that. Why you have to be like that? He's like they shouldn't be like that first. Why I gotta be like that? Why I can't be like that? They get to be like that. Like he said, we on the same so time. I, <laughs> what are you talking right. About? Like if, you don't, if they don't, if they don't line step, then they don't trigger the situation. But they keep line stepping. I don't know what to tell you. Right. So I appreciate that. And he always goes, it's, simply leave his ass alone. He's always like, it's real cute that you think they won't do this, Charles. But every time though, <laughs> they're going to do Charles. it. They're and going like, to do he, the things. That's Charles. another. That is another thing about this series. <laughs> Cause we know, like, he ends up being the Charles we meet, and you know, <laughs> but it's like, bro, you ain't learned shit. Cause at every point in this in the first class series, I thought like you should be more emboldened to be like Eric, based on your own experiences. But somehow he still becomes like he still the the no violence person. And fucking thirty years later, he believes that don't that don't make there's no growth. <laughs> That don't make sense to me because if like people always make the like Martin Luther King, Malcolm X yeah. analogy, but here's the thing: Martin Luther King got more and more dejected about Sheila. You know, as a matter of fact, right? <laughs> Motherfucker, white people, bread. <laughs> said, I'm sick. I'm of tired it. of him, quite frankly. <laughs> like he started to be more critical yeah, of totally. not necessarily that he was like you know nonviolent, yeah. but more critical of how we can really make change without speaking the language of the people that we are trying to talk to because. Clearly, <laughs> clearly, we cannot just be having conversations with these folks. Mm-hmm. Clearly, nonviolence is not the only way, and it's not the and it's not the, the way that they seem to understand, answer. right? Okay, but like, so Jeez. when you make that analogy, I'm always like, I think Martin Luther King, if he was had had a chance to live his life, would have definitely grown more to the yeah more central, more militant with it. <laughs> he definitely would have leaned more like <laughs> maybe a such a violence. Yeah. Like, I do believe Maybe we should that there would have been growth in that right. position. Honestly. <laughs> like, that's all I'm saying. But Charles, somehow, after all the things that happened to him firsthand that he didn't witness and experience to his own friends and family and self, right. it's like, you know what? Peace is the only way. It has never been the only right. way, and every time you've chosen it, it didn't work out. Right. I feel like by I mean, time, technically, it you... works out for Charles because he can go and switch niggas' minds. He can do whatever <laughs> he wants. Like, that's not... He's... He's the, he's a white man. <laughs> a privileged white man. <laughs> he is a white ally that like, yes, you are oppressed. Like he's like a gay white man. Like, yes, you are an oppression, right? Like he has an oppression. He's a, like a, a mutant. mutant. Yeah. Hey, you are, nobody knows that if you do not do mutant shit. Right. And your power isn't even visible. Yeah. You get the post up. <laughs> Facts. So it's one of those things where like. <laughs> You're not even like, mystique with it, bro. Like. <laughs> That do not actually impact you. Yes, you are a part of this group, but you are not impacted the same way a a, a person who has like rogue, a person who who beef, yeah, or where their where their mutant is something that's visible that they cannot yeah. hide. So like 
violence is definitely gonna be the answer more times than not because we gotta fight these folks or else they're gonna think they can do whatever they want to do right you know this because they fucking do it every time but that's that's my major criticism (laughs) of them period because somehow after all these films we still gonna get to a xavier that don't want to fight and i don't i don't understand it (laughs) and it's so funny because the only reason wolverine don't fuck with eric is personal but if 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 he didn't have a personal Thing against him, they will fucking be besties. Right, Wolverine's like I am with this shit. He's ready to slice some dice always. Like I'm so with it. Like point me at him, but because he got beef with him on a personal level, he's like, no, nah, I can't fuck with him. But he, hello, right. And like the rest of them, you think about it, because Charles out here, nothing, nothing. Because like you know, he get he get him young. He get him from like it's giving childhood. Dumbledore. But I'm just saying, it's a lot of like. <laughs> And I don't want to use the word grooming. In, like, I don't want to mean it in a sexual way. Yeah. But it's still grooming in terms of, like, mentally. You are literally raising yeah. them into your, to believe your point of view. Yeah. And so, and it's always treated in the stories like, <gasps> they switched over to Magneto's. Like, oh, my, anybody who read a book is like, mm, shit, maybe this is the way to go. <laughs> right. Charles different. But if you only know Charles's point of view until something happens, that's why when they switch over, I'm like, yeah, that shit makes sense to me. Yeah. That makes sense to me. <laughs> like, it never don't make sense. So yeah, I am always team Eric, mainly because at least you know what the fuck he gonna do and what what like you like sometimes he goes too far. Yes, I agree. Yeah, for sure. But I, at least you know what the fuck he gonna do and you know what he's capable of. He does not play with that. He's <laughs> very much like I am gonna throw this stadium at your ass. Like <laughs> the stadium getting thrown. Me, all these helicopters. We about to. I'm dropping everything. Like whatever it is, he is always <laughs> clear about what it is. With with Charles, it's like. You could be manipulating people, and also that's just the way. You know what? This is a whole rant because Charles just be wasting power anyway. You could just be manipulating people to not be racist and shit. You can use the repo to find all the people that say I hate mutants and just change their mind since you missed the mind changes. Since you missed the- <laughs> no, <laughs> you know what I mean, Mister Mind like, Changer. Since you got since you got the fucking key to everybody noggin, and you ain't using it to change no hearts and minds. Fake, phony, fraudulent. Not, Team Eric, you I just gave us all the monologue from Precious Girl. That's hilarious. I, period. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. Every motherfucking thing. Oh my god. That's what I'm about to say. He literally got the power to literally change like people's minds. That is a literal power he has. He ain't ever thought. Let's just see what happens. Like let's try it once or twice. You clearly don't have a problem being up in people's brains for your nefarious purpose. <laughs> Soon as it comes to the greater good, your ass don't want to do it. That seems fake to me. It's giving you know billionaires. He is rich too, so rich and white. Dang, rich white. <laughs> like his his impression is that he's in a wheelchair, which is again disability is one of the intersections yeah. of marginalization. But he's also rich and white. Yeah, therefore he has the money and the resources to his fucking chair do all kinds of shit that wouldn't happen in the 70s. Right. Floating. They weren't doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, out here just hovering and shit. Where the fuck you get a hover chair from? Oh my god. Where did I do that at? <laughs> like, the fuck? You're like yeah, two see? seconds away from calling Charles a bald-headed hoe, and I know it's <laughs> ass. Now I'm mad at it, because I'm thinking about all the shit he didn't tell here and let happen, because he gonna draw some damn peace you just comfortable. Somebody need to fucking <laughs> rob his ass. <laughs> I'm tired of this man. Uh, For real. Gene, dog, welcome man. again, Gene. But like, give him the old man. Drop his ass, though, down the stairs next time. 
said, take them upstairs, then lean them over the balcony, then drop them down the stairs. Because I'm tired of the bullshit. Yeah. Like, I'm tired of it. No, because he, he, but yeah. So Team Eric, like I said, even though he is very problematic, but he's problematic in a way that I can anticipate and his understand. Right. I can get to his, I can understand where he's coming from and I can also prepare. Like, I just know what to happen. But Charlie, you don't know what the hell going on. Because he always <laughs> dumb shit, like under extreme duress. Like, oh, I guess I must be a little violent because of all these people dying. Like, yeah, you fucking clown. <laughs> you could have ended this fucking while ago if you just did your little doodle doodle, your little brain juice shit. Just say something in a brain. Inception. Do something, sir. You just be out here sad in public. Like, what is this about? Anyway, so I guess I got feelings about Charles because this man a little bit sent out here. Feelings came. Because I just think yeah. of I just like these movies specifically should make it where, like, in the future, he's just more militant. And no, he's like, no, I think peace is the answer. No violence. <laughs> violence. Violence is bad. Like, I mean, whatever. <laughs> I might edit some of that because I just don't know why he had to be that way. You, it's fine. You were very upset with him, and that's hilarious to me. Because I just thought about the more I thought about the movie, the more I thought about like him being an asshole. <laughs> just sitting there for no reason. Like for no none of this needs to happen. You just do other things. Oh my like God. make better fucking choices. Out here doing stupid shit. Oh, he could have went back in time. You just look just get told trash to forget about it. Like you ain't fucking discover no mutants. <laughs> he don't forget because you clearly got, like make people forget shit. Like the clown behavior and also now I'm thinking about it from a storytelling standpoint. They also just don't have consistency with like how powerful he because I when I'm thinking about it, I'm like he literally could have just I mean then it wouldn't be a movie, but yeah. That's y'all fault. No, I'm like if his ass can like erase her whole memories of childhood of one of her most traumatic things and something that would have been formative for her, right? Then you gotta raise somebody having like finding a damn feather on the ground or whatever they found of uh her blood or whatever. You could have just erased that from happening. But like, oh, right. I didn't find it on the ground, and that you know the sample they got destroyed. Boom, nobody none the wiser. Whatever, whole behavior. <laughs> ball head asshole. You a ball head asshole. He got a fucking hoverboard, and nobody saying shit about it. <laughs> I'm tired of it. Oh crap. Anyway. <laughs> out here just letting people suffer because he's just lazy is what it is oh my god um, Gene should have did worse is what I'm saying Team <laughs> Gene, Gene Dark Phoenix she should have really gotten that ass and she really only gave him a slight discomfort for like 20 minutes Thanks. so whatever period um <laughs> so now, that, now that the uh now that Fox is part of the House of Mouse. What are we? What are your thoughts about that? What are your hopes about that? Um, I'm trying to figure out where they could go. Um, I mean, we all know that they have hella storylines, so I guess I just want to see what Disney would do with it if they're gonna bring them in like multiverse style, which could be pretty cool. But I really don't know. Like, what I'm hoping to see, uh, maybe some old favorites popping in i do want to see um mcavoy do something too though because he i feel like he really he really like does xavier in a way that i appreciate 
Yeah, I, I, I genuinely, I really love the dynamic of McAvoy and Fassbender. Yeah, <clears throat> they are like great together. They play off each other super well. They do. They are so good at those extremes of like being extremely like. They go between anger and that like that broken trust, but then that kind of hint of trust. Like yeah. they are so, it's like chef kiss um, and really believable. When we use like Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen, like they give off the same energy. Yeah, they feel like they very much studied and like tried to be conscious of those characters. Like they didn't Who treat came it before like, them. Oh, yeah, they do them right. Like they very much feel like they were trying to make that believable without necessarily like mimicking those performances but just making it where it's a believable because it's not like they look like them but it's very yeah. much like they embody them in a similar way and like take take from those characters and then put their own selves into it um because one thing michael fashman is gonna do is have that tear that like real nice juicy tears <laughs> just, that boy he got and he do it so good. He do angry. He do sad. He do like he do all the levels. He be and all the tears are different. Yeah, I, it, it is a thing. Like that man be acting. Mm-hmm. And and this is one of my favorites of his roles. And I like he's one of the people I just enjoy in general as a as a performer. But yeah, this is one of those roles where he like that's what I will say about Apocalypse. He was fucking acting in the yeah, Apocalypse. He really was. It was actually. If you if you take his performance like out of the context of the movie, just put like I'm sure like a super cut exists. He is great in it. Like he does a gambit of emotions, and he is like I believe every moment of that. Yeah, and I'm so invested in him. And he's not super present throughout. Like they kind of sprinkle him in, and then he you know obviously joins up with Apocalypse. I'm like fuck it, we call it chaos. I'm with that shit. <laughs> like I'm mad now, and it pissed me off out here. Yeah. But, like, when he's on screen, it's always, it, like, yeah, he was elevating. Like, he was elevating. Um, so, I will give Apocalypse that. I think <laughs> the things that are wrong with Apocalypse do overshadow the things that are good. Where normally, I'm more, it's more balanced and more fair. Mm-hmm. But in this one, the things that are wrong do actually overshadow what I like about it. And I think that's one of the reasons I watch it a lot. Because I actually do, like, a lot of the performances. I just don't like the, 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 the story is, like, eh. I don't really like Storm, and she's like there a lot. <laughs> so I was like, uh. <laughs> but yeah, he was acting that. So you are correct. I would like to see them return. Um, I would like them to basically keep a lot of the cast. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm like this person. Um, I would like to see them keep a lot of the cast, especially. I would like to see them keep McAvoy and Fassbender. Yeah, and um, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen because I just like. All those actors, and <laughs> I like their performances in these. Um, I actually really like. Is her name Sophie Turner? Mm-hmm. That's her name today, and I actually like her and Jean. I actually genuinely think that she. Cause I mean, obviously we saw her in Game of Thrones. We know that she has range. I actually think I would love to see her fully play like bad, like you know, evil. Yeah, Jean. I, I think she would body that. I think she'll be really, really good in that. Um, so, like, them just continuing the story with, so, keep the stuff that worked and talk the things that didn't. Yeah. Like, if they want to rewrite, like, like, bring the Marcos back, but, like, fix them and, like, act like it didn't happen, I would be like, that didn't, I'm with that. Yeah. I ain't seen shit. <laughs> I ain't seen nothing. Right. Um, yeah. I just, but I also, okay, so I haven't seen Doctor uh, Strange yet. 
Me neither. Um, I have like an idea of like places where there might have been some stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly. People was loose as a goose. No, I, so, I had my Twitter locked down. I didn't see nothing. No, so like I'm like I don't want to say like oh I want to see this and this and people like I don't know I don't know for sure if anything happened. Yeah. But if you seen it and I be saying shit that or y'all know something, don't tweet us about it. Yeah, it comes on <laughs> Disney Plus in a couple days. Give us give us a yeah. Part. Tweet us after July. <laughs> Let's give me to like July third before you tweet. Be like, <laughs> I don't know. I just have because it's multiverse A, so I'm like I think they are pulling stuff, but I don't know what specifically. Yeah. Um, but there was like a few jokes that that making me think that it might have been something uh Fox related. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like I don't know, but don't tweet no specific shit. Like, be like, <laughs> all right, holla at your girl. Thanks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I just wanted to say like I I have inklings. Or uh, suspicions, yeah. But I don't know, so don't like tell me that we said like if I just guess something that was completely right, don't tell me that until after I didn't say I know I'm done. <laughs> Plus I'm gonna say it anyway, like oh shit, maybe I got something right or maybe I got something wrong. Yeah, don't tell me though, don't tell me. We want to be surprised um, pleasantly, but I definitely got spoiled on as shit on like a lot of Scarlet Witch shit. No, um, except for, okay, hate that for I know you. something. I just thought about something. But I'm gonna say it because I, I don't think you can spoil You're protecting me and I love you for it. <laughs> right. I just thought about that shit. Cause like y'all, like people had whole entire like gifs of like clips <laughs> and shit from like parts of which Scarlet which So I was like, y'all are just don't give a fuck. Okay, cool. And they were not dead because people are just throwing them in like reply. It was like a thread where somebody was just replying. Like you know how they do the like dropping the like yeah. BTS, the K pop thing, whatever. Like crazy. Like the like the week after it came out, it was a bunch of Scarlet when like spoiler answers and like <laughs> comment replies. And for it was like a good week where I was just not going in the comments no more. I was like, I'm so sorry. And that's like the best part of my own Twitter threads, like the, the fucking random ass comments. <laughs> I couldn't even go because people were using Scarlet with Jeff. So I have seen images that have no content. Oh. Like, because I am who I am as a person. It takes very little for me to figure out what like I can just work backwards and figure out the context. Yeah, so. do better, so everybody. Like, do better. I just thought about that shit. Like, damn, I do have a, a good chunk of spoiler, but I don't. I, it's still decontextualized. That's fine. Um, <laughs> it's unrelated to this. I just that was a tangent, but like, <laughs> don't be spoiling shit. Do better. But I did just think. About I was just like, damn, I definitely did get spoiled. But it's fine. I think it's fine. You'll forget it's before you watch the movie. Like, <laughs> right, no. Like, I was just like, it's one of those things where I also, because of the nature of that film, expect a little bit. Like, anything yeah, is possible. That's true. So I'm not, like, you know. Um, yeah. There we are. Um, so... <laughs> We are <clears throat> going to jump into our mess meter. So we're going to see where the X-Men prequel films land on the mess meter. We're using a scale of one to five, five being the highest. And for this episode, we're judging on the following criteria. Cast attractiveness. Y'all know the game. Y'all know the <laughs> deal. Earnestness. And this, you know, do we think the characters are uh, behaving? You know, it's like, the, you know, 
and we expect them to is it like believable is it like you know are you feeling it superhero hype uh do these films have like the type of fun and action that you expect in a comic book movie um all right let's see where the x-men prequel films land on the mess meter we're using a scale of one to five five being the highest and for this episode we're judging on the following criteria cast attractiveness is the cast hot what are they hitting for earnestness do we think the characters are behaving how we expect them to like you know all the performances giving what needs to be gave my favorite scientific unsoundness so we know that mutants have their own there's like a whole different science logic to that universe but outside of that <laughs> there are other things at play you know what i mean they got genetic stuff going on they got this man got a hover he got a hover wheelchair. <laughs> i'm just saying they got a lot of science happening so how that's hidden um and like superhero hype is our fourth and final category which is like do these films have the type of fun and action that you would expect in a comic book movie um so <laughs> starting at the top cast attractiveness one to five what is your rating um four yeah i'm gonna go with four you going with a four any any reason for not going higher um not really I just think four, four, four is solid. It's a solid four. There's nobody who's standing out for me, really. But that's, I think that's why I'm giving it a four. Nobody's really like standing out in a way that. <laughs> now you should be ready to. Play. I have a weakness. I have a weakness. So we gonna just, we gonna just, just clear this up right now. Like James Max boy, okay. I'm sorry. I mean, I try not to give white men anything. I really do. <laughs> but <laughs> ever so often. I will give you Michael Fassbender. I just James like McAvoy I is a nice looking dude, but I swear I just, to God, like, I, I just, just get Mr. Tumness all the time and I try not to. And it's the thing. It's like when I was watching Line of Witch in the Wardrobe, I was like, this cute little fawn. Like he wouldn't even, he was cute as a fawn. <laughs> That's true. It's fine. I can't. And then also, because again, I'm trying to come at this with like with the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna sit here and act like they just the cast wasn't fine. Like they didn't have all attractive yeah people. Like throughout that shit, like I and Kevin Bacon ain't for everybody, but Kevin Bacon do got like an energy, right? Like he got <laughs> an energy that is very attractive, right? He just does. And like Emma Frost was like, you know, like they just had bad bitches. That's like true. there was a lot of gay bitches in here. It really wasn't nobody not giving what needed to be gay. Yeah, that's true. So he came like, in the least attractive is only because he was in a blue ass, terrible makeup. I know the, disres- the, like a the disrespect. <laughs> like y'all, because like even my little homie, uh, I'm about to call this man Blue Man Group, and that's <laughs> Nicholas Holt. <laughs> Nicholas Holt, oh. yeah, Beast is also fine. I'm talking about that little blue homie. That be uh, Nightcrawler, dipping all over the place. Yeah, Nightcrawler in the makeup. Okay, the night. Like, and I see. And also the comic. That's true, comic, but you have like a thing me. for um. I do love <laughs> no, a primary rain, color, primary babe. color babes. <laughs> like, I'm gonna go ahead and give them a five because okay. I'm like, fuck it, y'all just did what y'all needed to do. Yeah. Earnestness. What's your rating? 
Um, I'm going to go four and a half because um, only because um, I think Xavier and um, Jean do not act how they should be acting. So, but everybody else seems on brand. <laughs> See, now this is the, the, I'm going to do the, the, I'm going to go four. Here's why. Okay. Because Storm got me fucked up. <laughs> I did not like Storm. She got you to version. take off a whole. No, because honestly, and I'm not saying it's just because of like she just that just was not a that's true. She, she did not did give not stand out to me at all. I was getting nut like it was nothing. No girl give us nothing energy, Storm. right? Like nothing that I associate with Storm as a characteristic was applied to this mm-hmm. this actress brought to the character. So I just it's so and it was just felt very yeah. The, like, it's the way I didn't even think of her. So you are absolutely correct because if I had thought of her, <laughs> I probably would have gave a four. I didn't even like she didn't even cross my mind. That's. That's the yeah. She take, that's like, sad. That, that like it. It was a lot. Like I had to get past. Uh, yeah. In that performance, but like obviously, in speaking on Apocalypse specifically, like I said, Michael Fassbender did what the fuck he needed to do. Like he went in on that. Like he went too far in for how much the story did not support good acting. If that makes sense. That's true. Um, but like, and I also just like that. Like I feel like the cast. Overall, was like really like they were selling that. They definitely showed up, and they definitely was like, "We gonna give this shit our all." Yeah, even if the story did not give them much to do, or like it didn't fully engage in their like abilities. Um, but yeah, but overall, I would say you know they be acting, they be acting, and the characters are always like you know, like I I believe in characters, like I do really believe. Yeah. I mean, yes, we don't, like, Charles can catch his hands, but he is consistent in that he's a dumbass. <laughs> There's a consistency to that characterization that is, really like, consistent dumbass. you know, before I move to keep that energy, you know, that's, you know, I believe in him. I believe in them. So, oh, I didn't give a number. I'm going to go four point, or four. Be, nope, I had to go four because I was about to go, I was about to go from five, and I'm, I'm going to take off a half a point. I'm taking off a whole point. So, yeah, that's my four for you. I'm not playing with you. Um, <laughs> scientific unsoundness, or in this case, again, we it's called scientific unsoundness, but like how sound is the science? Five being like, that shit sounds like it makes sense. It's very plausible. One being like, mm, it's not, it don't, it, ain't, it don't make sense. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, cause I'm like, in the context of now, the science is very sound, but we're trying to think like, these are period pieces. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> so here's where, I'm going to take off a whole point off the strength of Darwin because <laughs> y'all established that it is his inherent yeah. ability to adapt to anything. Yeah. I don't know if y'all don't know what adapt means. <laughs> <laughs> y'all said it, not me. So once you establish yeah. that a power set allows you to adapt to anything yeah. and then you say, accept this. That's a fuck you for me. Yeah. We're taking a fuck. I was, I was thinking 3.5. <laughs> I was thinking 3.5 for the science. Yeah. Well, I was like, there's also like, now there is a lot of ways, like Magneto's power isn't like, oh, I can just manipulate metal. Yeah. Amani has explained it to me and I'm not going to try to explain it to y'all, but he got met. Like that's just the most obvious form of how that power manifests. Mm-hmm. So like, I believe that he could do all the stuff that he does. Like he'd be out here in the streets. Yeah. He'd be wilding. But I do think they are fast and loose with what Charles can do. <laughs> they, they, they tailor his ability level to like only be just enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like 
if if we need this to be done, like for this story to work, we need him to not be able to do this thing. That's how I feel like they yeah. treat his powers. Like he can do it canonically in the comic books, and we've seen him do it in earlier films or something. But like we can't let him do it here because yeah. then that would make we're it supposed easy. to think of him as like you know just and fair and he wouldn't do it he can do it he won't do it though yeah so they i feel like they're a little too inconsistent with how his powers work or how much power he has which i don't know i'm gonna put it in scientific unsoundness because it's like in this universe powers are a matter of fact and so like his powers being that inconsistent to me is like not scientifically sound for him to be like oh like i can you cerebral to reach a million people at one time, but also can't do this one thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. So three point five is what you said, yeah. and I'm going to mirror that um, because y'all was out here with the bullshit. But I do like they, I do like they time travel science, and at in my understanding of time travel, um, yeah. and I like their the like, consciousness. <laughs> yeah, they also get like a minor. It's a minor point for like like and, okay. I'm a, this is the time. <laughs> I said rogue several times when I'm in the same mystique. I don't know when and where it happened, but I know it happened multiple times. <laughs> I was probably talking about mystique because rogue was not in these movies. <laughs> so if I said rogue, I meant mystique. I hope y'all put them content clues together because I'm talking about her shape shifting and shit. But if I did not, if I was not clear. So I felt like they were a little, it was a little, science was a little iffy on how mystique's blood would help the Sentinels. Yeah, because her power just like she adapts. Her power lets her shape shift, yeah. but it's not like she, you know. So it was. <laughs> I was unsure about it, but I'm not saying it's wrong, but it's not in- immediately clear to me how that works. Yeah. So that's why it's a three point five for that. All right. And then finally, superhero hype. Like, how fun is uh, it? Basically, yeah. Just like how much does it live up to like, and it was like this series. So like, I guess we can. If it's easier, you can kind of compare it to other existing series um, or other big properties. Um, See, what is your... The thing about these is, like we were saying, they are period pieces. So there's a lot of backstory and there's not as much, like, superhero moments. (laughs) So I'm trying to think of the actual moments. And um, I guess I would give those... Oh, my gosh. um, A four... I think I'm going to go with four. Like when they're actually using their powers and they're doing cool stuff, it's a four, but they don't often do them enough, I guess, to compare it to something like a Marvel movie. Yeah. I think I would, I'm going to take it lower. Mm -hmm. And here's why you said it too. There is a lot of story and I actually appreciate it about these movies, especially the first, like there's a lot of like character work and like, you know, general, (laughs) drama happening that is unrelated or not like action field um but also the reason i'm gonna take it lower and i think i'm gonna go with three and here's why because like i said dark phoenix that was a fucking boring ass movie like it just didn't <laughs> like here's the thing if you have a lot of stuff blowing up and things happening i don't actually need the story to be that solid but you gotta pick one. Yeah. You can't have they was all over the a place. weak story and then not also have action that makes that story like that distracts me from the lack of story. You cannot do that. You gotta pick one. <laughs> like Apocalypse is a mad story wise. There's a lot of shit going on. It's a lot of powers on display. Like now, what the hell the story talking about? Who can say? But 
it's a lot like we get to see a lot of power like visibly like we get to see like these action set pieces and we get to see like eric and lifting up some shit from the Auschwitz or whatever the fuck like yeah. we see a lot happening it's a lot of action stuff these are like big moments they are kind of disconnected from an emotional anchor like i don't care about nothing that's happening but at least it's entertaining dark venus has like there's no i cannot think literally the thing i think of the most is charles getting like <laughs> walking up the stairs that should not be the biggest yeah moment because it's not even her it's charles but it's happening like the biggest thing should be a fight scene or like the biggest thing should be like i don't i barely remember i can't remember is is it like what is her name like sis she had no eyebrows that's all i remember like i'm like trying to remember (laughs) like she had her eyebrows um you know what I'm talking about, Zero Dark Thirty, when she played out. Like, I, I I can barely piece together a scene in my head from this movie, except for those. So, like, it don't stand out as a, it's not even like an action thing where it's like, oh, it's so much happening, it's like fun and enjoyable, even though it's a dumbass story. It's like nothing happening story-wise. I mean, stuff is happening, but nothing really engaging. Yeah. And then the action is like, eh, they're fine. Things are just great. And also, by this point, and this is, whatever, like, I ain't gonna be done about it, but at this point, we have seen all these powers on display seven movies now, if we count the original two. Yeah. Y'all got to come fresh. So because of that, I feel like the last, I feel like Apocalypse was definitely still doing a lot, even though the story wasn't super, like, engaging or whatever. But the last one was just like, this could have been on TV. Like, this could have been yeah. a favorite TV movie. Absolutely. The levels of what was happening. It was just obviously they still had like amazing cast and amazing like the budget was big. Yeah. Y'all just didn't quite do nothing with all these great tools actors. Had. I'm gonna take that all the way down. So what was your score for that one? I said four, and I'm going three because I'm just like the last movie could have literally not been a movie. It could have <laughs> it could have been anything else. It could have been literally anything else. Yeah, and like it takes away the. Like, I think Apocalypse was bad in a way, but I don't think it tam- It didn't really drastically affect the sentiment of all of the film- films, where I feel like Dark Phoenix makes it where it's like, this shit just tanks the whole lot. Like, you know, like <laughs> that one bad apple that spoils the bunch. Now, I'm like, that's my, my lingering memory is of this foolishness, and it's not... But luckily, I've only seen it once, so the other movies are still more fresh yeah. in the brain. I was gonna say, I'm like, it could have spoiled the whole bunch, but I don't really think about it yeah, too I much. Yeah, I haven't. I wouldn't know. Um, Sorry yeah. to that film. So, I'm gonna pause it. So, I did this math right quick, right fast, so I'll have to edit it later. And the X-Men prequel series, the first class series, gets a 3.9 on our mass meter, so that's four poops because that's what we use. It's four, which is, I mean, yeah, yeah that, that makes sense. Solid. <laughs> it, it's, it's still, it's, it's good mess. Um, it's good mess. It is good mess. Like, we, we talked a lot of shit, especially about Dark Phoenix, but it's three movies before Dark Phoenix. And the first two are really good. <laughs> yeah, the first two carry. The third one is actually entertaining enough that it doesn't, it's not like offensive. <laughs> and then there's Dark Phoenix. So it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fam, you made it to the end of the episode. We see you.
And hey, we weren't just talking to each other. We were talking to y'all. We want to hear from you. Do you agree with us? Are you Team Xavier? Or are you rocking with Magneto? Hit us up at TSWDLPod on the bird, the same handle for the gram. And if you like the ghetto, like we know some of y'all do, hit us up on Facebook. All right. See you next episode. Peace.